0: And today we have another solo episode, and I'm so grateful to be able to be here to share this episode with all of you. It's a very, very important episode because of what's been happening around us in the world, and I know we're all feeling this collective feeling of doom and grief and just feeling so powerless. So today I'm happy to have this episode with you. And before we get into this episode, I'd like to thank our sponsors, and that's the Institute on Holistic Wealth. That's www.instituteonholisticwealth. You can go on the website, check out the website. There's a range of resources there to help you live a holistically wealthy lifestyle. There are courses there, most notably the Certified Holistic Wealth Consultant Program, as well as a new Trauma of Money program. And as we're going through this collective trauma right now, it's amazing what that trauma and how it spills over to our financial lives. And it almost always does in some way, shape or form. So that course is also a very critical course as we move through this pandemic and we're trying to fix different aspects of our lives. And I mean, right now, there's so much going on with the economy. There's high inflation. Many experts are Projecting that we will end up in a recession, the price of gas is high, food prices are through the roof, and so we're dealing with so many different levels of anxiety right now. And so I just want to share with you and hopefully offer some tips and strategies from my new book, and that's Holistic Wealth, Expanded and Updated, 36 Life Lessons to Help You Recover from Disruption find your life purpose and achieve financial freedom. And that book is everywhere now. It's globally available online. It's in stores. It's everywhere. So you can grab your copy and I'm hoping that you do. The foreword was written by none other than Kelly Rutherford, star of Gossip Girl, Melrose Place and Dynasty. And I will also be sharing a few tips from Kelly today as we go through this podcast episode because she has so much wisdom to share from her personal story and for the forward that she wrote for the book. And so it's amazing just the events of the past week with the shooting in Texas in Uvalde. And of course, with the previous shooting in Buffalo, we're going through a global pandemic. We're also going through a pandemic of hate and crisis from all fronts. And it's so unbelievable what's been happening. It's heartbreaking. It's shredded my heart. I felt like what i went through as many as of you know when i lost my husband i talk about that a lot on this podcast the grief and tragedy that i went through and so much of that forms the basis of my story and this holistic wealth framework but it just brought back for me so many feelings of grief i was heartbroken just feeling shattered and just feeling like a tornado had come again and ripped you know, bits and pieces of that collective safety that we feel. And so I wanted to zero in on that topic, especially because there's so many lessons from a holistic wealth perspective that apply to this. You know, in this book, in the new and expanded version of holistic wealth, the main thesis of this book is the Art of recovery from disruption and how do we master that art? Because it's becoming clear. And even as I was writing this book, how much disruption we're facing. And I know everybody now we're all collectively with our hands on our heads, wondering, how do we move forward? How do we talk to our kids about this? Where do we get the strength to even figure this out? And so I want to offer some lessons from this book. Now, to date, in the United States alone, there have been 214 mass shootings. And that's defined by the Gun Violence Archive as one in which at least four people were shot. And so that's taken place in the U.S. within the first 145 days of the year. Only five months into 2022. And over 17,000 people have been shot and killed in the United States. And in the last six months, more than 45,000 people have been wounded by guns. And so it's unbelievable the tragedy and the nightmare that some families are feeling right now as they've lost loved ones to violence as well as a collective grief that we're all feeling. You know, and let me just say that for those people who are listening in, and there's so many people around the world right now who've gone through tragedy and grief, and even if it wasn't due to gun violence, right? We all respond the same way, right? We all feel that grief. And it's unbelievable what that can do to us. And so we have to know how to channel channel that rage and grief effect positive change and whether it's gun control, getting our voices heard, contributing to those organizations who are, you know, doing the work in our communities. That's how we channel this pain into purpose. And it's unbelievable how much that can do, right? It's unbelievable the actions that we take and how that can translate into good and This tragedy, I know, has triggered a lot of fresh pain in the families from the Parkland episode, from Sandy Hook, from Columbine, and everyone else who has lost a loved one to violence in our churches, in supermarkets, movie theaters, and in our streets. And whether or not it's gun violence, it also triggers that fresh grief, right? So, My husband didn't die due to gun violence, but it did trigger that grief for me. It brought back so much of that grief and pain. I had those feelings like you are feeling right now. This overwhelming sadness and grief an overwhelming feeling of numbness. And as we absorb what is happening around us, you know, I want to challenge everyone, everyone to remember that. We can, we do have the power. We do have the power to effect change and to channel our purpose. And I know it's hard to collect ourselves. I know it's hard to have faith, but it's something that we need to hold on to. It's so funny because my son, I've been talking to my kids about this this weekend and my kids have been very affected. So my heart goes out to all the parents who are talking to their kids about this, this weekend and for the week upcoming. And my son said to me, Mom, how did God allow this to happen? Why did God allow this to happen? He couldn't understand. And so this is my 13-year-old Alex, and my heart just broke. And I know for many parents out there today, you're having those difficult conversations with your children. You're trying to find a strength within yourself to cope and pour into your kids today. And it's unbelievably difficult. I remember... Matthew yesterday that's my oldest child sitting down just looking and staring into space not being able to finish his dinner and several times yesterday I had to remind him to eat and when I asked him Matthew what's wrong he said to me mom it's the shooting it's unbelievably painful and so I know for all of us as parents we're dealing with having to deal with our own emotions and to deal with our children's grief and pain around this tragedy. And I just want to offer some tips to you today to remind you to talk to them about it. Ask them if you see them looking down or see them looking in space, and you're noticing that their sleeping is affected, or that their emotional well-being is being affected, or even you know their eating habits, because I've noticed all of that. You know, if they're losing their appetite or they can't finish a meal, it's a telltale sign. I saw that this weekend with my own kids. So it's amazing, you know, as parents, we have to be so vigilant and reminding the kids about, you know, how important it is to kind of take a break from social media or take a walk in the park, remember to eat healthy. The structure around their lives and maintaining some form of structure and security for them right now is important. And of course, for us as parents too, it's so important. So I want to read just this paragraph from the book and that's from the new and expanded Holistic Wealth book that was just released. And I want to read a paragraph of Kelly Rutherford's foreword. And it's probably one of the best forewords I've read in a book. And it's so sincere and from the heart in terms of speaking to how we get over this disruption and what we do. And I asked Kelly, you know, based on her life, based on her personal experience of tragedy and loss, how she coped. And once you get a copy of the book, you can read the full forward for yourself. But I want to read that first paragraph for you. And then, of course, we're going to talk through some tips and also hear a couple of clips from Kelly herself from a previous episode on this podcast. And my question was, how did you cope with your tragedy and loss. And her answer was, I think a lot of it is focused. First, there is the shock of it to overcome. And by shock, I am talking about the setback or disruption. I think shock is what most of us feel initially. At least that's what I felt. That it was even possible that it could even happen to me was just so beyond my scope of belief, which is I think what most of us feels in the moment when something so disruptive is happening and this makes us feel so out of control with whatever it is, whether it's our health or whether it's personal or family or finances. And so once I was over the initial shock, then, well, my heart broke. And when you have your heart broken in any capacity, it takes time to recover and heal. And what helped me a lot was getting over any blame or dwelling in feelings of victimhood. These two emotional states are what helped to keep us stuck. And what was helping to keep me stuck? I was feeling like I was a victim in the situation or the system and looking for someone or something to blame. And that wasn't productive, even if I was justified on both counts. Nobody would have argued with me if I said I'm blaming these people and I'm a victim of this situation. But for me personally, the only thing that started to make sense was how do I get my power back as a human being and as a person? And how can I be there for my children? So I just want to stop there and just explain a bit that the context that Kelly was talking about was her own personal story of loss with her kids. And so just translating some of that to what we're feeling today, definitely there's so much that needs to happen to fix the system in terms of gun violence, gun control, legislation, background checks, a gun amnesty, all of that needs to be in place. But in terms of how we get our personal back, I think there's some lessons in terms of mindset shifts that we also need to get our power back and feel powerful to enact change within our own families to, to protect our children Right. And so part of that is mindfulness. And part of that is not dwelling on a victim mindset, but a mindset of power and a mindset of I can change things around me. I can do things. I can contribute to organizations that can fund the things that I believe in. I can try to do whatever I can in my environment to keep me sane and whole. And if that means, you know, sometimes coming off social media, if that means reading a book that enriches me, I can do that in my own way so that I'm not going down a rabbit hole. And it's unbelievable how those tiny actions can help us feel more empowered. And, you know, in the book, I talk about the holistic wealth mindset, and it's so important as well as the holistic wealth method where we think about each action as a deposit to our holistic wealth bank account or a withdrawal from our holistic wealth bank account. And I've had to be thinking about the actions you know, that actually enrich me, enrich my family and my kids and how I get them to think about boundaries and how I get them to think about what they're doing in their daily lives, what they're taking in on social media and what's affecting them mentally, emotionally. And psychologically, I mean, we are at a critical fork in our collective story. Our mental, emotional, and spiritual health is on the line. Our children are not feeling safe. We are not feeling safe. And right now, it's about implementing those small, tiny actions in our lives that we can take to empower ourselves and feel like we can actually enact change in our own personal lives. But firstly, we must also acknowledge, right, how we're feeling and that we also need more mental health programs for our children, our teachers, our parents and everyone. It's unbelievable what's happening in the lives of our young men. I have two sons and they were tremendously affected by what's happening around them. And they're already living in a world that's highly disruptive. And We also need to ingrain in them compassion, love, peace. And so it's unbelievable the role that we have as parents. Families are feeling stressed right now at the seams. And it seems at every level from our neighborhoods to our communities in every way that there is so much needed. I know in my own personal life, when I went through tragedy, I found personal growth. After confronting my grief, after taking a step back and really thinking about how I chart a path forward, and that's laid out in the book, right? And once we take that step forward, then it's easy to see how we can, you know, chart that path and rely on this framework, this holistic wealth framework that we can move forward. And part of holistic wealth is social justice. It's so important to our communities, this aspect of social justice. We can't have holistically wealthy communities if there is gun violence. We can't have holistically wealthy communities if our kids are being gunned down in schools. And so we cannot accept the status quo. It is simply unacceptable. It is simply unacceptable. And it is unimaginable that we would leave the status quo for our future generations, So we have no other choice but to make those changes in our environment and to also channel our pain into purpose. And that's our collective truth right now. And one of the ways that we do that, and I talk about that in the book, is through looking at our personal mission and thinking about how we can enact that mission to improve the world around us. And whether it's for our kids and our communities it's amazing what we can do and chapter three in the book is called a personal mission and there's a quote that's there at the beginning of the chapter saying your purpose in life is to find your purpose and give your whole heart and soul to it and i know in times of deep deep pain you know we look for more meaning we think about the value of life and why we're here And how we can make that change. And I think that's one of the first steps. The other thing I want to emphasize is gratitude. And I talk a lot about that in the book too. It's so hard when we're in pain to have gratitude, but it's so important. It's hard when there's so much grief and death and sadness around. But if we can channel that for our children and for those around us, gratitude that we have each other, gratitude that we can be here for each other, gratitude that we can connect and use our relationships to strengthen each other and to increase our resilience so that we can focus, and that's the key word again, focus on what we need to do to better our communities, then that's also important. It's unbelievable how how when we enact leadership in our own personal lives and leadership in our communities, what we can do. And so if each of us does that, then it also helps. In the book, you know, I talk about in the chapter on grit, I talk about how, you know, after my husband died, how I thought about the pain and the tragedy. And I started thinking about it as a gift. And it's unbelievable the type of transformation you have to have to start thinking about the death of your loved one as a gift. Because you know what it did for me? It really cemented my purpose. I thought I'm getting up, I'm using my voice, I'm advocating for the issues that are important to me, the issues that are going to affect my kids and my grandkids. And I'm going to get up and channel that pain into purpose. And as we're grieving what's happening in our world today, I want to challenge everyone listening in to channel that pain into purpose. And yes, we do talk about you know, financial planning a lot on this podcast and financial management. And it's amazing what we can do with our voices, with how we spend in terms of our values and with the organizations we support, the causes we support, the books we support, the authors we support, the podcast. It's very, very important and everything builds on each other. And so I want to challenge everyone listening in to not lose hope. And it's understandable if you are heartbroken and devastated by the news this week and the pictures coming out of Uvalde, Buffalo, Ukraine and beyond. And I'm imploring you not to give up. You know, I've lost a loved one. I know how it feels. And every single day I think about that loss and how to channel that loss into some sort of a purpose, which is what I'm doing with the holistic wealth message that you know is part of this podcast and part of this book and so it's important that we channel that energy into something new and i love it when listeners reach out so reach out at info at keisha if you have questions or insights things that you'd want us to cover that is always appreciated your support and love is always appreciated. And if you've read the book, if you've already bought a copy of Holistic Wealth, the expanded and updated version, please leave a review on Amazon. It helps people to discover the book. And tell a friend, tell a colleague, tell someone that you can share it with. And it's unbelievable that, you know, through my own personal experience of loss and grief, I've I've almost become like a grief expert, which is not something that I ever thought I would become, but I'm here to share my experiences with you and to strengthen, use my platform to help to strengthen you. And, you know, collective grief can be a really confusing thing because some people are more affected by others and others might be like, well, what's your problem? Why, why aren't you okay? But it's very important that we reach out to each other. It's very important that we communicate, talk to our kids, talk to our loved ones and also reach out. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Holistic Wealth Podcast. I look forward to chatting with you again next week and do reach out and let me know how you're doing, whether it's via social media or via the website at www.keishablair.com or you can send me an email at info at Thank you for joining us this week on Holistic Wealth with Keisha Blair. Make sure to visit our website, keishablair.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS so you will never miss a show. While you're at it, If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Are you a member of the Institute on Holistic Wealth? If not... What are you waiting for? Go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to choose your membership plan and join. As a member, you get so many perks, free worksheets, advice, coaching, and a member's workshop to design an intentionally designed life. You need to figure out your life purpose. Take the Build Your Life Purpose Portfolio online self-paced course. You're struggling with all your money decisions. Take the free financial identities quiz and then take the course. You recently had a breakup job loss or experience the death of a loved one take the holistic healing course you need an overall plan to achieve holistic wealth we will help you figure out your holistic wealth blueprint and of course if you want to start making money by helping others achieve holistic wealth become a certified holistic wealth consultant Regardless of what career you've got, the Institute will show you how to increase your income and walk in your purpose. The sooner you join, the sooner you start to achieve a more holistically wealthy lifestyle. And you're going to want to stay for a very long time. So go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. If you haven't read the book yet, pick up a copy of the award-winning, best-selling Holistic Wealth 32 life lessons to help you find purpose, prosperity, and happiness.